Greetings again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OSI Today, the podcast featuring news and views from around the Office of Special Investigations. I'm Wayne Amon from OSI Public Affairs. In the current OSI strategic plan, one of its five lines of effort providing a clear, attainable vector for the agency is to strengthen its partnerships. In this edition, we explore how OSI protects its innovation enterprise with partnerships. Joining me to discuss this important command initiative is the special agent in charge at National Security Detachment 123 in Boston, Massachusetts, David Leslie. David, welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Thank you, Wayne, for having me. I look forward to our conversation. As I'm sure uh, I am, because every time I talk to somebody within uh, OSI, it's always like an education for me as well as uh, our listeners. So let's get right to it, shall we? And uh, let's kind of set the table for our listeners. Uh, If you wouldn't mind by briefly explaining what Spartan Citadel, the OSI Counterintelligence and Technology Protection Initiative is, and what is it designed to do? Yeah, Spartan Citadel, like you basically described right there, it's our overarching technology protection plan and how we are trying to approach and provide counterintelligence support to the critical technologies within the Air Force as well as the greater DOD. And it kind of cuts across from, we're looking at it from soup to nuts now, and it's just a phenomenal initiative and we're driving the right direction with it. And uh, when we were talking uh, a little moment ago uh, off mic, uh, you were mentioning that it's a very uh, satisfying uh, uh, course of action for you uh, as a special agent that dives into this uh, line of work. Yeah, it's it's uh, these national security detachments, I think, are one of the best things OSI has come up with in a long time where we are leveraging and bringing together phenomenal analytical support with a diverse agent background where we have people with counter phenomenal counterintelligence background. We have fraud experts, tech protect experts, um, cyber experts, all driving to do what we can to secure all of these critical technologies. And as we'll kind of discuss a little bit more, it's like with our little niche for the national security detachments, it's kind of nice to have this repository and like plethora of knowledge where we can information share and rapidly get after the issues that we're facing. Right. Now, uh, before we, uh, you know, dive uh, feet first into the uh, National Security Detachments or NSDs, I'd like to reach back uh, to Spartan Citadel very briefly. Um, as far as uh, you said, it provides overarching reach and, and uh, focus for uh, the entire program. Uh, so it must be uh, not just the NSDs, but uh, a lot of other areas as, as well, because it seems like Spartan Citadel, uh, when you say it's, uh, uh, you know, the technology protection initiative, it, uh, it, it encompasses just so much uh, with the way uh, technology has evolved, at least, uh, you know, in, in recent years. You're absolutely right. It's not just the NSDs. We're not out there fighting this alone. And we're working with our partner, folks within the command. So we have our procurement fraud folks. We have our base level counterintelligence units and detachments that are located worldwide, as well as our Office of Special Projects team. And we are all working together. It's, it's actually a phenomenal effort. And it's been amazing, the collaboration that's occurred internal with OSI and the deconfliction that occurs and the information sharing has just been phenomenal. So that way we can be very fluid and very effective as a command and work as we work with our partner agencies. I see. Now, uh, as far as the uh, uh, one final question on Spartan Citadel, as far as, you know, that name, uh, how long has uh, that 
particular uh, project name or title uh, uh, been used to uh, be the uh, uh, way that uh, all of this uh, uh, work is uh, uh, under that particular umbrella, if, if I made that clear enough for you? How long, yeah. has it been, how long has it been around, basically, is my question. Yeah, it's, it's really, um, I'm trying to think back, because prior to coming to the NSDs, I was heard quite a bit about Spartan Citadel, and I think it's been going for about two and a half, three years, roughly. Uh-huh. So it's fairly, fairly recent then. Yeah, and it's, yes, it is. And it's definitely, it, but I think here in the last two years, it's really gained a lot of traction and a lot of notoriety through DOD and within the CI community within DOD. Right, right. Okay, very good. Uh, now, as I said, let's get into those uh, National Security Detachments, or NSDs for short. Uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, uh, OSI protects the innovation enterprise through its partnerships. How exactly do the uh, NSDs figure into those partnerships? Uh, I say, say that kind of on a daily basis, you know, from your perspective as a, a special agent in charge at an NSD. Yeah, the the partnerships are critical to us, our success. And so it's, we reach out to and touch as many folks as we can. And so the big things, we have our traditional law enforcement and intelligence community partners we work with day in, day out, as well as all the folks within DOD, the various agencies that are addressing technology protection or have a vested interest in technology protection. And that all the way goes down to the various program offices that are managing a lot of this rapid acquisition. And we can chat about that a little bit more too later, but it's one of those things that we had the law enforcement, traditional law enforcement, state, local, uh, federal intelligence community. I mean, it's been really good. And then for the NSD specifically, we've kind of expanded that out to a lot of these, the rapid acquisition mechanisms and means that exist throughout the Air Force and DOD, uh-huh. as well as increasing our collaboration with like small businesses and academia that are integral parts of all of it. That's one. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I met, uh, uh, in your brochure that uh, can be found, by the way, on uh, the OSI webpage at osi.af.mil. I'd like to give a plug to our website if I can, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, where you can find that uh, fine brochure. Uh, it does mention that uh, uh, as far as the National Sec- uh, Security Innovation Base, academia and uh, uh, civilian companies or entities are all part of that uh, uh massive effort. Uh, and, and I think it's important that uh, our listeners understand that uh, uh, you do have such a, a far reaching effect that uh, it goes, uh, you know, just beyond, you know, the military or your, your standard law enforcement agencies. Yeah, that, that's correct. And it's, it's been one of those things where I think that's not that we OSI has never done it. I think it's much more deliberative now than it's ever been. And especially with the stand up of the NSDs and where we're located and how we're executing our mission. Um, it, it's been a phenomenal effort. Uh-huh. Very well put. Now, uh, uh, you mentioned where they're located. I understand that there are eight uh, national security detachments nationwide. Uh, now, my specific question is, where are they situated and what is the advantage of them being located from coast to coast? Yeah, we do. Like you said, we have eight. Um, I'm kind of partial to the Boston detachment, go figure. Um, <laughs> but my sister detachments, they're Huntsville, Alabama, New York City, Dayton, Ohio, the National Capital Region in the Washington, D.C. area, Austin, Texas, 
Colorado Springs as, and then Silicon Valley out in California. Uh-huh. And it's one of those things initially when the NSDs were being created and we started hearing rumblings about it throughout the command and we're hearing the locations, it kind of scratched my head a little bit going, why these locations? And it doesn't take much to start scratching the surface, realizing that where we're situating these offices are very well, were very well thought out because these are some of the eight core hubs in the U.S. for innovation. Uh-huh. And it's not just innovation supporting DOD. It's just innovation, period. And it's and it just allows us this very much flexibility within our area of responsibilities that each of our debts have. And the nice thing is, is with eight of us doing this mission, there is a lot of crosstalk amongst our debts as we're doing, approaching things and talking with companies and sharing what works, what de- what's been good, what hasn't been as good, and where can we get better? Right. So I would imagine, is it fair to say that there's a lot of cross-pollination as far as information-wise uh, amongst all the NSDs uh, around the country? Oh, absolutely. Um, that's the only way we can be successful. And we all have different niches within the innovation because each area has different aspects and different core technologies they need to look at and or different customers that we're supporting. But it's one of those things that's we are in constant communication with one another and sharing the successes and just trials and tribulations of building up something new. Uh-huh. And it's been very fruitful. And with the challenges that are there, there's where there are challenges, there's opportunities. And we are doing what we can to take advantage and do great things. Right. Now, uh, if I can hone in on uh, your particular uh, NSD there, uh, number 123 in, uh, in Beantown, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, can you, you mentioned uh, each uh, NSD has their own specific um, uh, technology, uh, you know, uh, interest in that, uh, in, a, in their particular areas. Uh, what's uh, a particular interest uh, for you uh, uh, as uh, the uh, special agent in charge uh, there in Boston uh, with that NSD? Yeah, the big, some of the core things that we're looking at, and there's a, I'm just amazed by the technology and the innovation that's occurring in the, in our area. And cause we basically, my area is new England as well as upstate New York. Uh-huh. And with that is artificial intelligence is huge here. There's some just major players within our area. And then of course, microelectronics is another major line of effort for our detachment specifically just with companies that are doing the research and development in that area, as well as production. And with everything we're supporting a lot of these critical programs and programs of record for the Air Force and DOD, I would say 99.99% of them have microelectronics or semiconductors as a core factor. And so that's a major line of effort we have. And then Uh up in upstate New York, there's Rome Labs that has the 10,000 pound has another core area of 10,000 pound brains. Uh And I think recently, hopefully I'm not too far off on getting this, but I think they're the quantum computing center of excellence for the air force. So that's another initiative that we're starting to develop and take a hone in on a little bit. Right. Are you, uh, are you kind of uh, in awe of the, 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 uh, 
rapidity, if you will, of how how fast technology changes. I mean, I mean, just in like in the cell phone industry, we seem like there's a new cell phone coming out every day, uh, pretty much. And so, uh, uh, is that uh, part of the challenge for you uh, as a, a special agent within OSI? Uh, uh, you know, focusing in on technology to 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 keep pace with that, and to not just keep pace, but to try to stay ahead of the power curve. It, it, it's a Herculean effort. <laughs> it's it's. <laughs> And it's one of those things like this has been one of the more exhausting jobs I've had in OSI, just not so much physically exhausting. It's just mentally the challenge of, like you were saying, trying to keep up and try to figure out, okay, where's this cutting edge? Where could it go? And and it's one of those things that my team, I can't take full credit for. They've done a phenomenal job of outreach within even the certified smart guys, as I like to call it, smart folks, I should say. Right. Um, (laughs) <laughs> within the local area that work or are associated with DOD that are s- such subject matter experts that it gives us a network of, if we have a question that's out there and that something we don't understand or having a hard time grasping, right. we do have a network of folks we can reach out to going, can you help us explain what, what does this mean? And yeah. is like, what am I looking at here? And that has really been a force multiplier for us as well. And then just, the analytical team that I have in my office, I uh, wouldn't trade them in for the world. Uh-huh. You know, it sounds like a total team effort. Uh, uh, and, and then uh, it must give you a lot of uh, satisfaction uh, when it runs as smoothly as, it, as it's been running for you. Oh, absolutely. It, it's like I said, it's one of the more challenging jobs I've ever had, but it's a lot of fun and it's much different than anything I've ever done in the uh-huh. command. And it's not often that, you get to stand up something new and really help drive and support and get to see some very tangible results. Right. Right. Now, um, uh, it's no surprise that, as I mentioned earlier, that technology is emerging and evolving pretty much every day in, in so many different fields. Um, and I think you may have uh, alluded to this before. Uh, who are some of the technology-centric partners that uh, OSI uh, National Security Detachment support? In other words, who are your target audiences when uh, NSDs engage those partners? I think it, it bears repeating if you had uh, mentioned that before, because uh, it is such a wide-ranging uh, uh, group of engagements that you that you folks uh, can oh it, it it's huge it's incredibly wide but that's part of the fun uh it's a choose your own adventure in a lot of ways uh going back to the old books from way back when when i was a kid but the we work in multiple different avenues we have there's the innovation enterprise that's out there and this kind of includes the defense defense innovation unit aft ventures aft works space works and a lot of the other like afrl the Air Force Laboratory right. Research Laboratory, where they do these rapid acquisition contracts. And so we do a lot of support with them just to make sure the contracts that are coming in are thoroughly vetted and the companies that are Air Force and DOD wants to partner with are, there's some level of vetting. Um, right. And just an examination and just make sure that we can per- help protect these companies from the early on. And that's the other phase that we like to do is go to this innovation base where like you were saying, there's new cell phones every day and the, the level and rapidness of the technological evolution is phenomenal. But what we've seen in going back just a little historically, it's like in the eighties, the vast majority of innovation was driven by DOD. Well, a lot, a lot of that has shifted over to the private sector uh-huh. uh, as of late. 
And what we're trying to do and what these programs are trying to do is bring that innovation and all these brilliant people, their brilliant ideas back into helping the, the DOD get smarter and do our mission far more effectively and right. better plan for the future. But part of that is, is like bringing in commercial companies that haven't had the exposure and these new companies that haven't worked with the Defense Department or the Air Force is it gives us an opportunity to be that face out. And it's one of the few times I've gen that we can genuinely go out and say, hey, we're from the government. We are really here to help. Uh-huh. And we get to mean it. Um, yeah. yeah. But that's where our partners with within the federal law enforcement, Department of Commerce, the Homeland Security Global Proliferation teams, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, that's where working with them, where we can provide a unified front of support to these companies and just help them make them smarter, better, more secure so they can protect their really their intellectual property and their phenomenal ideas. Yeah, well, it certainly sounds like a, a win-win situation on uh, on both sides of the uh, both sides of the street. There, um, now, given the the wide-ranging abilities or skill sets that uh, OSI folks possess, um, and I think I'm, you may have alluded to this earlier again, but again, I think it bears repeating. What are the types of specific support OSI can provide uh, innovation uh, companies via its NSDs? Uh, uh, you mentioned when you give your when you do your outreach, uh, uh, when you say, "Okay, we can offer you X, Y, and Z." What are those X, Y, and Zs that you, you can uh, offer uh, those particular companies? Yeah, it's we have a pretty broad range of services we can actually provide and go out. And just one one thing I didn't want to miss the standpoint is, is in addition to these companies a lot of the companies will partner with academia uh-huh. so we're extending into academia as well and some of these research universities that are out here they have right. phenomenal ideas and do a lot of outreach and support to dod and these these companies so we get to do academic outreach and offer the same services to academia which okay. is kind of groundbreaking for osi's best I can tell. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine, David, excuse me for interrupting, but I would imagine uh, uh, with, uh, say, the, uh, the NSD in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado, where the Air Force Academy is, I would imagine that there's uh, some uh, interfacing that goes on uh, between that uh, detachment and uh, and the academy, you know, being Air Force. I, I would think so. And we also we have our, one of our traditional debts right there at the Air Force Academy that I know they're providing that both criminal law enforcement and counterintelligence support to the air force academy and those researchers mm-hmm. but the nice thing is is we can push out even further to the harvards mit's like for syracuse university's georgia right. tech right. i mean virginia techs i gotta promote virginia tech i can't help my- <laughs> the alma mater <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Okay, very good. Uh, moving along now, uh, and kind of uh, putting a, a bottom line to our discussion, David, uh, what is the end goal of the Spartan Citadel Initiative and its uh, uh, NSDs as you see it uh, going down the road? Yeah, kind of at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is get the these brilliant ideas, and whether they're on paper or not, is just help make these young startups. And these researchers who have, who are coming up with these brilliant ideas, um, a little bit smarter on how to protect their good ideas um, and, and secure it. So as it matures and the applications develop, 
So once it becomes a program of record or gets involved with a program of record where we really, the aha moment from years ago, we're like, that's now what we need to protect. The ultimate goal is that we can protect this as early as possible. So, and just make people a little bit smarter, more savvy. And you were circle back around something you had mentioned is like services we can provide. And that's where we can provide some cyber awareness training as far as like some best practices. And so we interface with cyber experts within OSI, both internal and external to OSI to be able to help secure and provide best practices. So that way they're just taking the appropriate measures from the cybersecurity aspect, but then we can also help folks with as they're attending conferences, as they're promoting their product, if they get elicited for strange information or strange something strange happens, they have an outlet to go. Is this seem normal? And we can help and take a look at it and help figure out, try to see what's going on and potentially see if it is an issue. And that comes from foreign travel briefs, debriefs, conferences. It's insider threat briefs because those will always exist in both government and in industry where people just need to protect their really good ideas and their intellectual property. Very well put. Now, before we wrap it up, David, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Like I said, this has probably been one of the more, uh, it's been a lot of fun for this job and I'm really enjoying it. The team that I have and the, as I interact with the other special agents in charge of the other detachments, we have a great relationship and just seeing how we're all approaching it. it it's been very, very, like, it's been a lot of fun to do. Um, it's frustrating sometimes building something from the ground up, but at the same time, we're all able to mold it our detachments into what we need to be and what our command and air force needs from us. So it's, I feel pretty honored to be able to do it. Our guest has been David Leslie, the special agent in charge at OSI National Security Detachment 123 in Boston, Massachusetts. David, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. It was great to have you join us today. Wayne, I appreciate the invite and um, I'm always glad to chat about the NSDs and OSI and what we can do. And thanks to all of you listening for tuning in. For OSI Today, I'm Wayne Amon saying so long for now.